0: The following is a production of
1: DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
0: them, Cowboys?
2: Yes! Go Cowboys!
0: This, this is, is Cowboys, Cowboys
3: Storyline with Nick Eatman. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. Thursday, January the 25th. Off-season is definitely here. If I got here before we... We knew it and were expected, but uh, now we're living in it, having to watch other other football, if you're even doing that. I know there's some people that are like, no, nah, not doing that. But, uh, you know, it, it hurts for a little bit, but then you end up watching it and just trying to see where you where this team kind of stacks up with, with the rest. And the uh, thing is, is we, we've seen the Cowboys play most of these teams, uh, especially in the, uh, the NFC. So, you know, the, the Detroit game was as close as it could get. San Francisco was not close as it could get. Um, but it'll be an interesting game, probably a tough football game. And I think that's going to be the theme that comes out of this when you for it is for me, of what this team needs to do. You know, last year, I remember thinking they didn't have enough weapons on offense. They needed more weapons. And I think for the most part, they, they, they fixed that. Uh, they did get more weapons. I think this year's theme is they got to be tougher, bigger, stronger. They they have to be ready for a fist fight. because um, everybody brings it to the Cowboys every single game. And and I think that they've gotta they've gotta be a little bit more uh, like that. I think you need to see it in your in your linebackers, and you need to see it in your offensive line, defensive line, running back, the way you run the ball. I think bigger, tougher, stronger. I think that to me would be the theme if if, if I'm looking at this team going going in. All right. 888-855-2297 is the number to call. There's been a few things happening today we can talk about. I know they they, they listed the NFL honors, the finalists for that. Cowboys very well represented in that. I uh, don't know if that means they're going to get any of the winners. Uh, Dak is one of the finalists for MVP. Dak and CD, finalists for Offensive Player of the Year. Micah and Deron Bland, finalists for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, That'll be that one will be interesting, but I think for the most part I, it looks like the Cowboys probably will fall short. It's the way it kind of looks. Um, you know, you look at the the All Pro teams, the All Pro lists, and uh, you know those are the same voters for the most part that vote for these awards. So if if Dak's not going to win first team All Pro, then he's probably. You know, probably not going to win MVP uh, to Lamar Jackson and and so on. But that's the, that's the way it looks like. Uh, still, though, good honor for for those guys uh, to to be there. And um, we'll see we'll see what happens. All right, let's get started with the calls. Travis in San Antonio. Travis, you're first. What's up, man? Uh,
4: I'm. Um, what's going on? I hope I'm. I hope I'm leading the uh, getting on the All Pro caller uh, list or the team. Oh, all, uh, all storyline.
3: Yeah, yeah storyline. You know, yeah, I'm I'm working on that. I'm going to formulate that. And I don't know if it's a, how many's going to be on it. I mean, it's it, it, we'll see. Uh, yeah. but uh yeah, you you've got a good uh good <laughs> shot uh for sure uh being on there. So, um but then again, you know, we'll we'll see how that all goes goes about. I'm still working on that list right now. But last last week uh the, the last show on Tuesday there was a yep. lot of lot of people that have been on it, and I'm I was proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that, you know, like we moved the time slot to the afternoon, and still, still hearing some of the same voices, in, in you as well. So, what's up, yep. Travis?
4: Well, I just got I got send some bat and lead off here. I got I just got three things that I want. I have a little different because I, I talked to you on or I messaged you on Twitter, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the whole so front office McCarthy and Dak real quick. So the front office, my theory is a little bit different from everybody else's because you know the you know it's been about Jerry every year for the last twenty eight years, twenty nine, whatever it is. Everyone's saying it's Jerry. Well, I honestly think it's more Stephen Jones, and I heard um, Broadus kind of talk about this the other day, and it kind of reaffirmed it. But I just think talk or rant. Well, his rant. But he went on.
3: He went on one, didn't he?
4: Oh, he he did. And and I mean, in a way, I kind of at least I, I kind of appreciate it because, you know, we kind of say it about players sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know you guys, it's a little bit different. But when he's on that, it was it was kind of like almost therapeutic to watch him do that because yeah. it just it's probably a lot of what people thought. But he kind of has a similar idea that I do. And I don't think I think Jerry has, you know, everyone criticizes him for, you know, not he's been a gambler like he, he made his whole. You know, the oil business, his whole life, he's had to gamble on things and make moves and be aggressive and do stuff. Now, I do think where I give Stephen Jones and, and uh, uh, Will McClay credit is sometimes he's too aggressive, right, with the whole let's take Johnny Manziel and I right. kind of talk him off the ledge and said let's take Zach Martin instead. This is a better option. They get credit for that. But I do think that when you look at – conversely, when you look at Stephen Jones, and I'm not trying to, like, criticize – his life, but I don't think he's had to make, I think it's a safe thing to say. I don't think he's had to make as many um, critical, aggressive decisions sure. as his dad did. It's just the way, you know, it's just the sure. way it is. Yeah. Right. So I think he's learned how to run a good business from his dad, but I don't think he's learned how to run like the, the, the aggressive part of like, we say coaches need to know their team. Well, I don't know if he's learned knowing where his team, like the, where the franchise is to be aggressive. Cause I think, when they hit on Dak and, and Zeke, that was the time back then when they should have just pushed people's contracts back. Let's push it back, push it back, let's get money, and let's go for it now. This is this is the opening. They didn't. I think if they do it now, Nick, it's kind of like bad businesses kind of like make reactive decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Good businesses make proactive ones. Well, now we're kind of at the end of the road, and that kind of leads me to um, Mike McCarthy. I think they brought him back because – they don't want to rebuild or retool or whatever you want to call it. And I understand that because this is like, I think to them, I think Jerry knows we move on from Mike McCarthy right now. This we're signaling to everybody. This is, this era is kind of over and Mm -hmm. we need to go into the next one. So I'm just curious what you think of that. But like, for instance, free agency, right? I'm going to circle back real quick. Free agency. We've talked about this. I know you've hit on it before, but Stephen Jones and free agency there's the common conception out there, and I think it's true. He wants to win every deal, right? Well, in free agency, winning deals at the top of the market is not what free agency is about. It's about identifying a glaring weakness and saying this guy can absolutely help us in a position where we maybe we haven't drafted as well. And you gotta just pay the surcharge. I know you want to win the deal, but that's that's what you're paying for. Like you're you, you, basically paying a charge because you didn't draft well there, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then lastly, the DAX thing. His contract before this was about leverage, right? It was all about leverage. He has all the leverage. I think the only way, I think they can, with an extension, they can create $31 million with his deal. They can get like 72 with restructures. So they can go kind of crazy. Do I think they will? No. I think they need to ride this out, maybe create, I think, without his deal, you can create like $41 million and you could do some things and whatnot. But I think the only way you get any leverage back from Dax is you say, hey, this is the number we're prepared to carry you at. Um, this is our extension offer. Now, he can certainly say no, and I wouldn't blame him for saying no, but I think you just proceed as is then. And you take this Mike McCarthy last year of his deal and Dak in the last year of deal, maybe you throw some money at free agency and go for it. And if it doesn't work, then I think we're rebuilding and retooling.
3: All right. All right, Travis. So, have a good one. All right, you too. Thanks for the call. A lot of stuff there. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Dak obviously has a, a lot of leverage. I think one thing that I think is getting kind of lost in this is that maybe – you know, yeah, he, you could play out this year at 59 million and, and, and he could just play it out and they always will play it out, but it's not going to be a lot of free agent splashes. Not a lot of guys you're going to resign around that. If you're sitting with just the $60 million charge at quarterback and he knows that and the team knows that too. So, you know, it, he, he's obviously playing for the next contract as well. This team's got, this has got to go well. So, um, you know, I think, I think you you got to have some success uh, around this team as well, and so maybe, maybe there there's something they can kind of work with each other on that. Um, as for free agent philosophy, I've said it too. I, I think it needs to change. I really do. I think, I think every every now and again, you got to go for it. You got to go for some 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 splash moves, and and you have to kind of figure out. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why the team doesn't want him. There's a reason why he's a free agent. Biadas is going to be a free agent. He's going to get some money. And then they're going to look at it and say, well, why aren't the Cowboys doing that? And the Cowboys are probably just going to move on from that, just like a lot of teams are moving on from their free agents. So you got to figure that out. Why didn't it work there? Will it work here? What can we get provide differently than it didn't work in the first time? So um, it's a crapshoot. Sometimes sometimes it really works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I think this year, I mean, the Cowboys aren't going to have a great draft pick, and they don't have a lot of picks right now anyways. They're going to have to do something. And I think free agency is probably the best route. Uh, The best bet. I don't know if they'll go that route. All right, Michael in Baton Rouge is next. Michael, oh, Michael dropped. Sorry about that. Let's go to Joe in Pennsylvania.
5: Hey, Nick, nice to be on with you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just wanted to talk about the Dak situation for me. All right. Um, Just seems to me like it it should at this point come down to a fairly simple equation. Uh, Dak's been there eight years with the same front office. They should have a good feeling of what he can do what he can't do what he needs around him to win and if they feel like they put the things around him that he needs to win and fit that all under the salary cap with his current cap number then okay keep them if they feel like he needs more things and they can't fit her under the cap it should be a you know come down to a a math formula, almost, and and say, okay, well, we think he needs a plus offensive line, plus mm-hmm. defense, plus receivers, and we just can't afford that with his contract. And then at that point, I think then you have to move on. And it, they should have that information already, being that they're eight years in with him.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is not an easy one um, at all, you know, to 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 kind of figure out because, you know like like you said the 8 years don't let's don't forget that part the, the you know them working together and and seeing this this kid you know grow up into the face of the franchise for the Cowboys and just how much respect it I think it goes both ways and so that's what makes this thing feelings matter and that's what that's what makes it harder than I think it is for some fans to be like you know what get rid of him get 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 rid of the It's it's you know you see how hard this guy works and how much he wants to win so bad, and uh, and you want it for him and you want to see him have success. So that's why I think the Cowboys are going to do everything they can to try to make this work the the best way to to keep Dak and try to see you know try to let him have the 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 success they think he can have.
5: Yeah, and I mean I agree. I mean he's you know he's obviously a great person, and you Mm -hmm. know I would love nothing more than to see him win the championship while he's there. You know, but right. as running a business, you know, you've got to look tough at ones. things unbiased. Sure. And, you know, come up with what's best for the the team. And, you know, even if it's not really what you want to do personally, but, you know, that's what's got to happen.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, Tony Romo was released. Troy Aikman was released. Emmett Smith was released. I mean, that happens. I mean, it maybe it happens right. later on. Maybe it happens later than than it could or should. But... Again, that's where that's where it's tough, you know, and and uh, and Jerry's a lot more loyal than people I think people ever give him credit for, and, and maybe to a fault sometimes, you know. Um, I think and, he definitely is, you know, and that's, that's 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 what happened, you know. He didn't want to cut Demarcus Ware, you know. Go back to that last caller, Travis. I mean, Jerry did not want to cut Demarcus Ware. He, in fact, he told Demarcus face to face meeting, "We're not releasing you." On, it was a Friday meeting with Demarcus Ware, he said, we're not releasing you. And he was cut on Monday. So I mean, you know, Stephen. They, you know, he, that was a decision I think that they made. That was least the story that was told to me, but, um, but yeah, I'm just saying it's tough to part ways with some of these guys. And, um, you know, that's the, that's the thing that's tough about business. And that's also the thing that the players love about Jerry too, because he is, you know, he's always kind of in their corner, but it's tough to run a business that way. Like you said.
5: Absolutely. Yep. All right. Thank you. Thanks for
3: the call, Joe. Appreciate that. Um, all right, let's go to uh, Josh. He's in upstate New York.
0: Hey, Nick. How you doing? Hey, Josh. How's it going? Well, pretty good. Surviving the offseason. Starting to uh, get back on our feet from a pretty rough uh, wild card around there. But, you know, yeah. getting there. Um, question for you. So, I keep hearing people talk about the uh, the term, this defense is built to play with a lead. Mm-hmm. And I hear Cowboys.com talking about it on National Telecaster's talking about it during the games. And it... It seems like a is that. It seems like a strange concept to me because sometimes it,
3: you're just going to be down. It's not a, honestly. I don't think it's a concept. I think it's a really nice way to say you don't you don't stop the run very well. Thank that, you. That's what it is. I mean, that's, yes. You don't, Thank you. It's the
0: stupidest thing. I've yeah, heard. yeah. You're not
3: you're not built this way. We're not built this way. It's like we don't stop the run well. So the best thing to do is get uh, get up on them so they don't run. That's it's it's, it's yeah. a good
0: example I don't like Greg Olson a whole lot as a as a broadcaster, he said like it's a, like they did it on purpose. Right, <laughs> right, right. I mean? different
3: he's,
0: conversation. he's
3: been surprisingly better than I thought, honestly. I I mean I just you know I he, I, I think he's I think he's okay. I I, I really do. I mean I, he's 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 okay to me. Um That's
0: he's better this year than he was last year. This yeah. year is
3: better. And that's 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 the same with probably most people in most jobs in life, yeah. you know. Accurate. Uh, Accurate, except for Romo. Romo seemed like he was his best his first year. At, 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 I'm talking about as a uh, broadcaster. I mean, he was. You know, he, he, they just hadn't seen him. People like predict plays and stuff like that. But um, true, you know. And I, I true. I, 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 really enjoy watching or listening to Romo. I think I think he does a good I do. job. I think. You know, he's, he, it it's almost seems like it's Christmas morning every every time. He's like, oh, Jim, this, this is great. Right? You know, he's so excited. Sorry, went off on a yeah, tangent there.
0: Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. The offseason, you're supposed to go on tangents. Right, right. Um, Thanks. Right. So, thank you. No, no problem. Thank you. Uh, the linebacker thing and the offensive line thing. Uh, I, again, I Nick, I'm a hockey player and I'm a mountain biker. I've never been an offensive lineman, but I love watching football. I think you could When be. I watch our – Hold on! Well, now you're a mountain biker yeah.
3: and, a, and a hockey player. I mean, yes. <laughs> I sign you up. I think you could play guard. I don't. I don't know what you look like, but I mean, you gotta be tough. And that—that's two two things that seem like they're pretty tough.
0: My my shoulders would make uh, Sean Lee look reliable. All right, it would. Uh, I wouldn't go well. <laughs> but uh, which is why I mountain bike nowadays mostly. But when I see the offensive line on our team, you know, it seems like Prescott had a decent amount of time. I saw uh when T P would run, it seemed like he was mostly indecisive hitting the line, Dowdle seemed like he hit it with confidence and he would get somewhere. Um, but like I said, I don't know how to judge an offensive line. Is that um, Nate Newton's an offensive lineman? I know Nate Newton knows what he's talking about. Right. But like I, what, what what do you guys look for? What 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 kind of things would you say, like, oh, is the offensive line needs to be built up because blank Tyron Smith is getting old and when he's hurt? We struggle with it. It but, seems to me like linebacker is the bigger priority because we literally don't have any outside right. of Vander Esch and a guy who needs to focus more on linebacking versus defensive line and not podcasts, <laughs> you know, not to take shots or anything. I love Parsons. I do. He's great. But, you know, yeah. focus.
3: Uh, I, yeah. I hear you on that. Um, to answer the to question, call I, I think, thanks for the call, uh, Joe, yeah. uh, Josh. Sorry about Josh. that. Josh. Thanks worry. for the call, Josh. Uh, yeah. Good stuff there. And, and you know, I, um, I think those two things are pretty simple is like, what are you looking for? I mean, I think for an offensive line, they've got to figure out how they have got to run the football better. And I, and I think they've got to understand from the coaching philosophy of what they're being taught and what fits there. But, you know, it's not always about strength. Um, you know, I think look at the last two picks, you know, in the first round, Ozzie Smith, Tyler, Tyler Smith, um,
5: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
3: Probably are going to win most bench press competitions or so. Um, it's not all about that. Technique is important. And I'm not saying Tyler Smith doesn't have it. Tyler Smith is second team All-Pro. I think he's a Pro Bowl alternate. He might find himself there, you know, in uh, this week, next week. Um, but, but I still think, you know, they don't run the ball. Uh, as well, you know, with, with him and Zach Martin, you know, and, and both those guys are, are really good players. But for whatever the reason, they're not running the ball as well. And they have to get back to that. You have to run the football. Um, sure, Dak, all the numbers CD had and all that. And and you know what? I hope they go down. I hope CD's numbers go down. Because if they go down, they could run the ball. The, that means they're probably running it more. Maybe they, they're trying to, to, you know, they're able to to run out the clock. Um, things like that. So I think from a linebacker standpoint, I think they got to get these linebackers in here. They can fill the hole. I think there's a little bit of a problem with, with what they're drafting. In my opinion, I think they're focused way too much on speedy linebackers that can cover. And I think that kind of what's been lost is the linebackers that get north, fill the hole, and stop the run that way. Uh, you do that. You'll figure out your third and seven, third and eight, third and 11 packages if you can do that and and stop the run. All right, let's go to – we have some text questions here. Chance in Montgomery, Texas. Um, Or maybe it's Chance Montgomery. Sorry, I don't know. Sorry, uh, we've had the 17th game for a couple years now. I'd like to see see the NFL do something fun with the extra game. I'm thinking geographic or historical rivalries. You know what? I've actually thought that like 10 years ago. I, seriously, I I know exactly what you're saying here. I think it would be really, really cool to do that. Um, now, let's not for, forget, there could be an 18th game here before we know it. Um, I think that's kind of where we're headed. Uh, 18th game wouldn't surprise me, two preseason games, and then have 18 games. And then you have – now you're back to a more of a balance with home and away, nine and nine. Um, and if they did that, I would love to see that. He's He's talking about Dallas versus Houston. Uh, you know, the Ravens versus the Washington, Steelers, Steelers Philly. There, there's about, of the 16 combinations, there's about 9 or 10 that make pretty good sense uh, from a geographical standpoint. Um, and then others, you just would have to do it. Like when you get up in that Midwest, you know, who who are the Bengals and Browns matching up with or the Bears or the Packers or Vikings or whatever it is. But, you know, as soon as you do it once or twice and, and then there's a fight that breaks out, then all of a sudden you... Here becomes a rivalry, you know. So I, I think it would be—I think it's a good idea, and maybe maybe you do that for the 18th game. I, I don't know, but I, I I think that would be great, you know. I'd like to see I'd like Dallas and Houston to play every year, or, you know, or something like that. Um, and the way it is with with the way it is with the teams, like you know, yeah, the Patriots had a dynasty, you know. 49ers have been good here for a while, but you know, for the most part, I don't think you would be stuck with this is my team that I play every year, you know. Now you'd have to figure out too what happens when you actually do play them that year. Do you play them twice? I mean, things like that, but, um, not a bad thought. I like it. Um, another text question. This is Kyle from East Brunswick, New Jersey. What's more important in the off season aspect to address personnel at running back or the actual running back scheme? That's a good question. Um, because I think if you fix the scheme, you might have a better running back. Um, and I and I think both is probably need, needs to be addressed here. And I think both will be addressed. I think that they're going to look at the actual running running uh, scheme, um, and also they they got to get some some personnel, different personnel running backs here. I don't foresee Tony Pollard coming back as the number one running back. If he's if he's back, then he's probably you know will be with you know another back. And I think that could be a good role for him. But I have a feeling he'll probably take a deal somewhere else, even though it might be the same as what the Cowboys had. It it wouldn't surprise me if he's if he's moving on. Uh but I but either way you're gonna have some different running backs. All right, let's go to Ali in Florida. Next caller. Hi Nick. What's up Ali? Pretty good buddy. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. What's up with you?
2: Okay, good. Um I've got a few takes. You know, I don't know nothing about who's get fired, who at this track, but a couple of take I had for you. First of all, um, I really appreciate Jerry Jones. He he gave us such a pride and joy to the stadium all his life with the Cowboys. And I think uh, when I would love to see Cowboys win the Super Bowl, while he, he can he enjoy it. But I think the when Stephen and the family take over, I think the honeymoon is gone because they're going to go by the book. And everything knows straight, you know and those fun things that we always free agents, Jerry's going to get them. The second thing is literally the game we watch all together. After the game, I was thinking about you and Chris, I swear.
5: Think.
2: I hope to God um, Nick and Chris they don't have a show on Monday because I'll, I could I could swear you're going to get bombarded Think. and... So unfairly, but you showed up in different show. You didn't have a show, which was great. Right. And, uh, second, I think that our scouting department, they really didn't be so effective this year. We could have used the, the players they choose. I don't know how that goes in there. I know Jerry paid these people top dollar. And now Jim Harbaugh is in San Diego, I thought maybe he can call him and say, hey, you want to Mousy Smith and a Spooner Maker, you're both Michigan guys. We package them and give us a couple of high traffic, We can add up. And then maybe hopefully we can get them um, a couple of decent players this year. But as far as the game, what settled him was that everybody played bad. Yeah. There's not one single source. I can blame it. And to defend up the stack, I think before the turn around it was fourteen nothing. I remember the first two plays, the defense play good, unless they got those a stupid penalty. And the T V, the way he showed the game here sometimes, you don't see where they're throwing the ball to. The defense rush, next thing you know, locked through middle of somewhere, a turn around and said nobody's around this player. I said how the hell has happened? But I think with the Dan Quinn this afternoon, by like tomorrow, I don't, I don't know anything. But I think he's gonna be in Seattle, and the only changes he can have in defense, as much as I love him, and I appreciate everything he's done, it would be a nice to be able to draft and get the UA, uh, agent combination to shore up the stuff that we need. Yeah. That's all I have for you, brother.
3: Okay, thanks, Ali. I'm not sure, you know, the Dan Quinn situation, what's going to happen. I mean, I know everybody kind of keeps assuming that with Seattle, and that makes the most sense. I think it makes sense for them, you know, Um, and he's won there. He's a defense coordinator when they won the Super Bowl. So, you know, and and he's if you sit down with him for two minutes, I mean, well, 30 seconds, you like him, you know, and the players like him as well. So uh, I I think he'd be a a, a good fit, I mean, uh, for them. Uh, obviously the timing of, of you know, the Cowboys game with the defense and how they played in the playoff and really how they played in the last few games, not great, you know, for, for him, but I think his body of work is speaks for itself and, and that even you know, includes the, the the Super Bowl game. Um but you know, the Falcons made it to the Super Bowl and you know and and had a lead and had a chance to win and should have won the game, probably. Uh, and they and they got beat by Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know, and that's yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a, that's a sad ending for him. But my point is is that I think Dan Quinn's body of work is uh, it shows that that he's 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 a really good coach, and if he does go to, as the head coach in Seattle, I think that that would be a good fit uh, for them, him and them. Uh, then the Cowboys would have to figure out what happens on defense and 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 you know what what kind of changes they they make. And I've said this before: whoever the defensive coordinator is, um. My first question, I mean, not even how's your flight? How was how was your, your trip in? I mean, it's, it's Micah Parsons. What are you doing with Micah Parsons? What do you see your scheme doing with him? And uh, that, to me, is the most important thing for the defense uh, this year, figuring out where to play him and how he can be, you know, happy and how he can be the most successful. Maybe not in that order. Successful. If he's successful, he'll be happy. We know that. All right, Rob in Vegas. What's up, Rob? Hey, Nick. Hey, Rob, thanks for holding.
6: You know, I hear some people say a previous call that, you know, if you change the head coach, you're in rebuilding mode, and that's not true. I mean, we changed uh, – we went from Bill Parcells to Wade Phillips. He went 13-3. and This When you have a quarterback, and then let's face it, I don't see Dak leaving, but if you have a, a, a good quarterback like what Harbaugh is going to do with the Chargers, he's not rebuilding. He's just tweaking it. And I think uh, Harbaugh or Belichick could have did that here easily. But let's talk about Dak. This team only has two options with him. You can't trade him because no. n- nobody's going to take him on. That's right. Because they
7: – Yeah, you, I don't you
6: think can't trade him. A, I don't think there's a team out there that would be willing to write a $55 million a year check to him. And that's what the Cowboys have to think about. What is the number that makes Jerry say, no, I, I'm not doing this? I mean, is it, is it 50? Is it 52, 54, 55? Because to me, if it's 50 or plus, I think Jerry should just write it out the, the final year, eat the $59 million on the cap, and, and go from there. And listen, if Dak plays great, we go to the NFC Championship, Super Bowl, okay, you proved me wrong, and then you write the check and you're, you know, you're not losing much, but if he, if he doesn't, well, okay, adios. But what is the number in your mind that you think uh, the Cowboys got going to say, there's just, there's just no way I could do this for this player and then still think I'm going to get a Michael Parsons done, a CeeDee Lamb done, I'm going to have to build the offensive line. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes does more with less. Yeah. Most of the quarterbacks yes. do
3: not. I, right. So, I, there's only uh, one. To me, there's only one quarterback at, on his level, and that's him. There's yeah, nobody else. And,
6: and it's proven. I, I, he's, the only, he's the only quarterback that's won a Super Bowl with these max deals, I call them, mm-hmm. where these 50-mil-plus these deals. He's the only guy that's won a Super Bowl. Even going back to Aaron Rodgers, who's been paid $50 million now for a while. And to me... Joe He's, Burrow, okay, Joe Burrow got to the Super Bowl, but that was before he got paid.
3: Yeah, th- this to me is is just like Brady and Belichick, where, you know, and when you look at the constants of what they had, I mean, it, they had each other, and they had a great tight end. And then all the other pieces kind of changed here and there, and, you know, they had some really good players too. But, I mean, for the most part, that's kind of what it is, and that's what I think Andy Reid and Mahomes have with, with Kelsey. And then they, yeah. they kind of figure it out, you know, running backs, you kind of forget who they are now, when they had Randy Moss for the new England, they were really good. I mean, you were even better, but I mean, they, they don't need all that, but, but you're right. Going back to the Dak thing. And I'm not sure I understand the question you're asking about what number would Jerry say what, he wouldn't do.
6: Yeah. Like, like, so right now he's, he's at 40 mm-hmm. and we know that, uh, Burrow's at 55, and Jalen Hurts is at 52. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at those two players, do I think Dak is better than Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. lot of your work. I think, I think the Eagles jumped the gun on him, and I'm sure. glad they did. <laughs> but, I mean, what do you do? If, if Dak comes to Jerry, if, if you're Jerry Jones and Dak says, okay, my number starts at 56, there'd be no way I could do that. I, I, I'd be like, how? how do you, yeah, you haven't won. You don't win in the playoffs. You're two and five. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, and and that's what Jerry needs to do. But but I don't think he's gonna. I think Jerry's. You know, he's. I don't see Dak Prescott taking a Tom Brady deal. No. Right, give me forty five. No. I don't see that happening.
3: No, so, I don't either. I, I don't either. This is this is why this makes it so hard. Um, I I I, I I'd be lying if I said yeah. This is what I think is gonna happen. I, I think this could go three or four different ways. And it'll probably end up going a fifth way that we hadn't even thought of. You know, that's what they're paid to do upstairs is be, be creative about it. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't yeah, know. And,
6: and I heard I heard somebody say something like, I think it was one of the shows on maybe 105. They said, well, you could trade back to Atlanta. I was I was watching this episode, and I'm like, and you would get three number ones, let's say. And I said, well, hell, you get three number ones, and they're going to take them. Goodbye. But then the one, one of the guys said, and then you could go sign Kirk Cousins, and the guy goes, what are you, crazy? I'd be right back where I started. The whole point of trading back is to go draft yep. a Caleb Williams or whoever you think. That's why I was saying the other day, if you could trade Micah Parsons to Chicago or the Chargers, you're only doing that to get your future quarterback, not to get an offensive lineman. Right. So... I, we'll,
0: yeah we'll know in, uh, we'll see by march i guess yeah we'll, march, we'll, we'll, we'll
3: see, see good, good thoughts though all right rob appreciate it um let me get a text uh question here from uh dan in philly it says the lack of consistent running game was a huge problem this season i don't see pollard being resigned what are your thoughts on what they do at running back free agency and the draft pass Cowboys is benny barnes I don't have a lot with Benny Barnes. I mean, that was when I was first really watching the team. I think he wore thirty-one. It's about all I know about Benny Barnes. He really, I didn't really. Uh, it was a little bit before my time. Uh, cornerback, though, I know that thirty-one. But uh, running back, I think, I think you'll see a draft pick and a free agent. I think you'll see both. I mean, I mean you have to. You have to. You have to, to fill the numbers there. I don't think anybody really that's on the team right now is going to be uh, factored in. I don't. They could resign Rico Dattle just kind of just kind of okay with him you know i'm just i don't know it, it, he's 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 okay he's decent but i mean i think i think you gotta you gotta get some some guys with the potential to be special and so i i think you'll see a draft pick and a, and a free agent uh signing all right uh rob in rio grande valley bob i'm hey, sorry Nick. bob in rio grande valley got my r's hey, and b's Nick, mixed got, up how you so, doing, buddy? hey bob how are you
1: Good. I need for you to bear with me today. Normally I'm on and off pretty darn quick, but I want to get into a little bit of a serious discussion here today. It. Uh, I think, uh, I think first of all, it, uh, I'm a big supporter of our head coach. I think Mike has done a terrific job with the personnel that he's had. Mm-hmm. It, uh, but with the schedule that we've got next year, I'm afraid he's being set up for the perfect storm at uh, – uh, I mean, you look at who we're going to be playing next year. But, uh, I, I don't see any way in the world that we're going to win 12 games unless we break the mold of that of the past, particularly last year's draft. We we wasted a year on the draft last year. Mozzie Smith it, uh, has a, uh He might develop, yes, but he was not a, a plug-in player. He was not a number one pick. Shouldn't have been. Schoonmaker was a complete bust. It, uh, he hasn't done a darn thing. It, uh, and then we go in the sixth or seventh round and we draft a sentimental midget to play professional uh-huh. football. That was a wasted draft. That, that, I mean, that was it, we, we could have used another prospect that might have turned into a player. If uh, this kid's not going to grow up to be uh, five foot ten and weigh one hundred and ninety pounds, it's just not in his genes
8: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Didn't it, uh, he was great for Kansas State, but we're talking about the NFL. We've got to hit it, the draft this year. And we've got to start out addressing the issues that need to be taken okay. care
3: of. Let's well, hold on, hold on. Let, 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 let me, let me cut, cut you off for a second here, okay? Because I, 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 I'm going to defend this part. That that they had a fifth round grade on on him on Deuce Vaughn, and I, I think that's disrespectful to say that what you said because they put they picked three or four other guys on top of him, and and you know because they didn't go the sentimental route right then, they waited to the sixth round. They'd already taken another sixth round pick, in Eric Scott. They took a couple guys in the fifth round, and and they're like, hey, this is a guy we had graded highly. This isn't just because his dad's in our room and we like him. This is the guy that they had. You look at him in the preseason, he was productive. He had people excited. They're selling jerseys and all that. It's not the same in the regular season. They figured that out. He didn't play a whole lot. I mean, yeah, okay, 6th round pick, but this is a guy that they graded highly. So I don't I don't I don't think it's fair to say that. To say, "Oh, they just picked him. This is what Jerry's doing. They're just drafting guys this kid. All those guys have kids and then they're not getting picked. You know, John John Steven Jones didn't get picked. I mean, like that I just don't think that's fair to say that about Deuce Vaughn. I'm sorry.
1: Well, it, uh, my opinion is that it was a wasted pick. It, uh, we got to start out in the first round, and we're, we're going to need a center. We need a big physical center that can move, that can block, that can open up holes for running backs, and we don't have that. It looks like we're going to have the possibility to do that. That first round pick needs to go right there. Second round, we need an offensive tackle. We've got a left tackle who is injury prone. He's older. He is, he's got a limited future. It's time to move on. Get yourself a good tackle it, uh, to put next to uh, Tyler Smith and lock up that side of the line. Third, we need a linebacker. We need a physical linebacker that can play from, from sideline to sideline and that can fill holes and make tackles. It. uh that's that's your third round. Fourth round. All right. How many
3: rounds are we going here?
1: Well, it, uh, we're going to have to skip the fourth unless something comes okay. up.
3: Okay. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah, out. All right. Seventh round. Now,
1: now we got to really start digging
3: because we need some help on the defense.
1: We need some help at, uh, in stopping the run. And that's going to take some really good scouting work. And we... And the personnel department and the scouting department in the home office needs to listen to these scouts that are out there watching these players. We need to find a gem in the rough. All right. a, and if we don't draft well this year, I don't care what Mike McCartney does. He's gone. And it's at no fault of his own.
3: All right. Thanks for the, that. Think, okay, Bob. Thanks for the call. Um, um, it's Mike McCarthy, too. Um, you know, guys – and I don't have to say this very often because it's been, this caller has been awesome, but if you can't be respectful, if you, if you don't know what words to say, what don't to say, I mean, please, I'm just asking nicely. Don't, don't call. I'm, I'm sorry but that that, that went longer than it should. Um, I, 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 I had some, obviously I, I didn't agree with, with the, with the take you're saying about Deuce Vaughn, but also the, the, the words to describe him And it's ridiculous. So um, I, I, that 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 can't happen. That can't happen again. Uh, as for the draft and and you know last year like this that was these guys did not these these guys did not perform. I mean, we know that. Everyone sees that. The good thing that I think you can hang your hat on is that this team does draft well. They they draft well. Um did they, you know, what what this class looks like right now? No, it doesn't look like a good class at all. Um but but we'll see what happens cuz they're going to have to lean on it. But, you know, this team does draft well. Two years ago, let's don't act like that. You know, let's don't act like they don't. They got a fifth-round pick that's the Defensive Player of the Year finalist, all-pro first, first team, Deron Bland. They got a tight end in the fourth round who I'm just going to tell you right now is going to be in the Pro Bowl next week. He's not there right now. He'll be there. That's what I think. Jake Ferguson will be there. He was a really good – so it's not like they don't pick well. Um, they, they, they do. They do. They, this year, they, they did not. They did not, and at least that's what it looks like so far. All right, all right. Uh, let's go to Marco in Vancouver, Washington.
7: Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I'm all right. Um, I'll I'll try not to be as contentious <laughs> as I previous yeah. caller. Um But I did. He actually kind of stole some of my points. Um, I actually t- talked to you earlier this year, heck, trying to get through to you guys. But um, I, I called in earlier this year when you asked about. One one player to bring back, and I brought up Travis Frederick. So I, I kind of agree with him as far
3: as center, especially yeah.
7: where we're at this year in the draft pick. The way I look at it, at twenty four, um, yeah, I know everybody's going to talk about offensive linemen, you know, and everybody talks about getting a tackle. And we did we did good with Tyler, but he was what the fifth, maybe best, you know, and that might be the the best tackle on your board left by the time you get down to that pick. Right? You rather have the best center which is more likely or one of the top two guards yeah um available because um you knew even mentioned it on the i think the call before that about uh zach and tyler you know they just didn't have those open up those holes and i don't know if it was it, in the last game of the year against washington if you notice but when um hoffman and and uh
3: oh the other guy yeah, bass it, it yeah tj bass
7: yeah, they, just, they were opening up holes. Now, I know Washington was probably – they might have been throwing the towel a little bit, but they just th- – those guys are kind of built a little more stout. You know, I like both Zach and Tyler and um, get it back. But I think if they're going, you know, in the draft, they just need to work up the middle. I'm, I was a baseball player, um, you know, and in baseball, they always say it's built up the middle. Right. And I kind of feel the same way, actually, in all sports, really, basketball – but football, and especially on the defensive side. Yeah. Um, I hear your take there on the linebackers, too. You know, yeah. they need to get bigger there. And uh, as far as the Dak situation, um, I think the best bet to do is extend them maybe two years. Because in two years, you've got to pay Micah. And you're not going to be able to pay both Dak and Micah or have them, you know, by the time I mean yeah, past that, you think the size of Dak's contract, what that's going to be worth you get two, maybe see if you can get two year run with him before you have to start paying these other guys. Otherwise this is going to go in a total tank rebuild job after that. I mean, if he wants to be competitive with this team beyond um, the next year or two, keeping some of these players, I think that's kind of going to be the limit. And you think about it, that'll be 10 years. If if you can't do it, you know, it's probably worth taking a shot and moving on after that. Um, Okay.
3: Um, well, you know, you know what though, I I agree exactly what you're what you're thinking about with the middle of the of the team, you know, you did the baseball reference there, you know, pitchers, catchers, and obviously center field, all that. But you know, you look at the last three draft picks, they've kind of gone that way. Um, I can't remember exactly what they were calling Micah Parsons. I mean, he was linebacker. I don't know if they were saying he was a middle linebacker, uh, probably more outside, but then he ended up being you know an edge rusher. Uh, for most of the time but you know still a linebacker that they were going to have there, sort of in the middle and then they had Tyler Smith and then Mozzie Smith you know I mean that's that's what's so ironic about the, the Mozzie Smith thing is that was out of their comfort zone that pick I mean they hadn't drafted a first round defensive tackle since Russell Maryland in 1991 first overall pick and then they and then Mozzie Smith I mean that wasn't a, a that wasn't a position that they've ever really addressed like that but they're like hey Got to fix the run. We have to fix this run. We're going to resign Jonathan Hankins, and then get into the draft, and and then you know let's get this guy strong as an ox, and he'll come in here and he'll he'll help us, and that just did not happen. It did not, and that's a surprise to to a lot of people. But um, but but I mean it's it, it's a move that they went and like I said, you know, out of their their comfort zone a little bit, and um, yeah, you look at it now and you can say, oh man, you know they could have taken Laporta. Um, of course, Laporta's probably he doesn't have the year he had in Detroit, you know, and Ferguson doesn't have the year he had here. So, you know, I think that it is what it is there. You know, I mean, I look at the Miami running back, uh, Achan, a- that that would have been nice, probably, you know. Uh, and I think it's a guy that they were looking at maybe in the third round, uh maybe before they took Overshone. And maybe speaking of him, maybe Overshone's a guy. That can sort of save the draft class. You know, you, you need linebacker help. Here's a guy that, that's coming back. Um, you know, when I, when I think of the, the team, I think of the defense, you know, you, you look at it and you say, They got an all-pro that didn't play in, in, Tra- in Trevon Diggs. Um, and so we'll see what happens if he comes back and, and, and where he's ready to go. And then Overshown as well, I think he, he'll be able to help. All right, let's go to uh, text uh, line Trey. He's in Charlottesville, Virginia currently resides in Louisiana hey Nick love the show and your work thank you these are my top two needs center and linebacker what do you think you'd rather get a vet versus draft to solve the need oh man when I think of centers though and I think I, I see Jason Kelsey and I, some guy in Buffalo you know and got this I mean there's just just that look you know you got that look that center look got the beard hanging out the you know and the f- helmet I mean and they had that guy right Travis Frederick I mean he was sort of that guy that's just what I, what I think just this just strong lumberjack type guy and so I, I'd like to see a veteran but then again everybody wants to keep their center so if he's a veteran free agent then what's the deal you know what's what's, what's the pro- I mean just go look at Biotis is probably going to be the one of the top centers and I, I think the Cowboys are going to move on there so Draft might be your your best bet there. Um, linebacker, I think at this point, both. Free agency and draft with linebacker. The needs just need to be there. Again, a lot of this is going to be determined by what happens at the coordinator position. If if Dan Quinn leaves for another head coaching job, then you know who comes in and what style do they play? And then that could change a lot of things. Another text question. Jason from Pennsylvania. With head coaching positions being filled, what's your gut feeling on Dan Quinn being back? Well, I... Unless something happened in the last five minutes about Seattle, I mean I, I still kinda think that could be the case. But um I, I think something you know, I I I still just feel like Dan Quinn will, will not be back. Uh I just think he's gonna get a get a, a position. That's what my gut feeling says about it. But I again I don't know what's happening up there in, in um Seattle or really any of these places. Let's go to Bruce, uh Bruce in Houston. Hey Nick. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Hey,
8: thanks for uh being kind to that caller, and I've heard him before too. He usually has a good take. I don't yeah. know. He sounded like an older guy. You should have asked him, "How old are you?" And then if he said seventy, oh well, we shouldn't listen to seventy people because you're too old. But yeah, <laughs>
3: that's
8: yeah, that's another I, story. But you defended him well. Well, uh, I, I,
3: uh, I, you know, Deuce it it, it it didn't really work like like we thought that it might. You know, I know he it was kind of exciting right. there in preseason, but then you got to remember the guys that were you know that he, that were not tackling him were probably not in the NFL. I mean he was third Correct. third fourth quarter to get it but uh you know i mean everybody's kind of excited about it he was doing some things and uh, he showed some things at training camp too you know where but it just he didn't sure did. it just didn't work and maybe it still maybe it will you know i mean what yeah. did he do his freshman year at Kansas state i don't know you know well, I, mean, I don't
8: know but if you look at his stats in Kansas right. uh, state my god he, they they compared him with uh uh, B. John Robinson, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't too far off from it. He yeah. just didn't have the, the the physical part of it. But look, he's he's a good player. He's a gadget player. Uh yeah. Philadelphia team, Westbrook or whatever that guy was. Sure. Sproles was another guy that just God, I hated. He was hard to tackle. So a little bit. I don't think we used him right. But I'll,
3: let me I, say this about Westbrook and Sproles. Those guys, their their legs. I mean, they're like tree trunks. Okay. Those, those guys true, are. I true. mean, and built differently. Than, than deuce but you know look at i look at a guy like danny woodhead you know from a few years ago i don't know if you remember him new england and then also yep. the chargers you know a guy like that has to develop a little bit i don't think they're going to give up on him but you know yeah but, but the whole i mean why, why are we picking on him i mean junior for hoko no, fourth, no. fourth round pick didn't do well. anything awesome richards fifth round pick really didn't do anything so no. Jalen, I mean, your best rookies were guys you didn't draft TJ Bass and Hunter Lipke. Those are the two best rookies. Correct. And I thought Correct. Aubrey Correct. was considered a rookie. The NFL is now saying he is a first year player either way, Uh-oh. either way that was a, a heck of a fine too. No doubt.
8: So my, my opinion on the, I, I agree with you linebacker, but I think you need to go get free agent linebackers because that's a tough position to learn on the fly as a rookie. And because I think they're going to be all chips in next year. I, I, McCarthy may be called a lame duck, but you know, so what? Yeah. It is what it is. If they were smart, they'd say, hey, you give me one more year. If I don't make it to the championship game, you ain't got to fire me, I'll quit. Of course, they'll never say that. No, but no. And Dak ought to do the same thing, too. I, I like, I've been reading about re, redoing his contract just so that they can pay him up front. They still have to pay him. But this needs to be his last year. If he, if he doesn't get us to the championship game, let him walk and take Trey Lance or a draft pick. And, you know, at least at least we'll be done with that. I do kind of like that idea. Someone mentioned about Micah Parsons trading him to Chicago or somebody for a top draft pick. That might be hard to do, and the fans would hate it, but might be a smart thing to do. But I, I would go, if I was drafting, I would go offensive tackle first because it's a big Big group in this year's draft, and and if we could get that Powers kid, the center, uh, with your second piece, second pick, even if you had to bump up, you know, a sixth rounder to to get in front of it, then you've made your offensive line a power again. You still got Tyler Smith, uh, fairly young, and then you got a young center and a young tackle. So even if you did have to go new with a new quarterback, then, then at least you'd have some young guys yeah. to. To build, but you've got to big and put some weight back on Mozzie Smith. I don't know why they made him go younger. So I kind of hope Dan Quinn gets the Seattle job. My last question, I'll hang up. Do you think they'll go after Wink, Is it Martindale from the Giants?
3: Yeah, um, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, that Talk is about his name. That
8: and I'll hang up, Nick.
3: That is his name. Thanks for the call, Bruce. You, buddy. Uh, I thank you. Uh, I think he'll. I think if that happens, I, I, I mean, I could see a an older veteran. Uh, coordinator maybe not maybe not one of the younger guys so i you know, his name is would be on the list for sure um it's hard to kind of get ahead of that because it's you know you still you know who knows because dan quinn comes back and then he'll, he'll he'll be back but either way if he comes back that means your head coach your quarterback your offensive coordinator and your defense coordinator are all back okay i'm all for continuity but what's going to be different Tell me what is different. Something has to be different. You just have, and not so much for those guys. For you guys, you guys, it has to be different. It has to be. They they have to figure out how to do something that a wow move or or something to get people excited. And I think people are viewing the Dan Quinn situation as much as they like Dan. Last two years they were afraid he was going to leave. This year, I think it's just because. They want to see something different. You want to you want to say, all right, well, at least we can bank on this. You know, maybe this year this guy's going to do something a little different with Parsons or or have a different scheme when it comes to the run defense or the linebackers or whatever. So I think that's kind of why I hear people thinking, eh, kind of hope he takes a job just because they want to see something different. And I don't blame. Him. I mean, I'd be great if Dan Quinn came back. But all I'm saying is something's got to change. You've got to figure out how to make make this different. Um and we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Good show guys. Appreciate it. Went less on the callers here. Uh you guys are talking a little bit a little bit more, which is fine. You got things to say. Um but that's that's great. Uh, good stuff uh, as always. We'll be back next Tuesday. For sure next Tuesday. Maybe not Thursday. I'm uh there'll be might be uh in the uh Super Bowl uh in Vegas for uh that day the NFL Honors Day. So I'm not sure about the Thursday show. Maybe we'll move it to a different day. But definitely Tuesday, we'll be back. We'll be talking about NFC Championship and who's going to the Super Bowl. But we know who's not. That's okay. We'll be talking about that uh, all offseason. All right. For Chris Beam in the back, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you next time on Cowboy Storyline.
4: This has been a production
1: of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them Cowboys?